Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. What do big antlers mean? How should we think about this? Are they really more than just bone? We're going to answer these questions and more on this episode. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Kanidis, and today we're going to talk about big antlers. We're going to talk about what the big antlers really mean and how should we look at this thing. You know, I've heard people say things like, you know, you can't eat the antlers. I've heard people say things like, you know, antlers are not a measure of the sportsman. They're not a measure of skill. They're not a measure of anything. Shoot whatever deer you want to shoot. And you know what? I could not agree more with those things. And I have said those kind of things in the past, and I will say them again in the future. Because antler size is not a reflection of a person. It's not a reflection even of how much fun you have. It's not a reflection of how good you are. It is, that's not the way this thing works. And if we start to think like that, one, hunting is just going to slowly lose its its passion, lose its interest, lose the fun factor. And we're just going to be measuring ourselves by a standard that doesn't make any sense. You should take whatever deer you want to take within the legal limits that you have fun hunting. Doesn't matter if it's a doe, doesn't matter if it's a buck, doesn't matter if it's a little buck, a big buck. If it's legal for you to shoot a two-point spike and you have fun doing it and you want to mount it and put it on your wall, more power to you. You know, and I, I believe I've done episodes in the past on that subject and you can go back and listen to those to hear more along those lines. I think it'll encourage you. But what do antlers mean? 
Because you can go too far into that side of the ditch. You can go too far in that direction. The antlers mean something more than, than just happenstance, size, number of inches of bone. Are they, just, are they more than bone? Well, I had a conversation with a co-worker yesterday. Not a hunter. Um, you know, I was just explaining to him a little bit about getting ready for hunting season and and all these kind of things and you know the process that I do and you know one way or another he was asking questions just interested to hear more and uh, you know just talking about bucks and you know antler size and and what it means and uh, it really got me talking about and thinking about this line in fact when we were done talking he said you know you ought to do a podcast on this on this exact subject now I was like I think I will I wrote it down on a note and here we are today recording it but what, the, what I was telling him, the conclusions that I came to were essentially this. Antlers are more than just bone. Because a mature buck, an older buck, and that's a relative term. That is not a term that is etched in stone. It's relative to your area and the age structure of the bucks in your area. But a mature buck is a a more difficult animal to hunt than a young buck or than a doe. Mature bucks are going to be more wary. Mature bucks are going to be better hidden. They're, they're going to have more secure areas. And that word mature buck is, you know, in some places it means something totally different. There are, there are woods where mature buck is a two and a half year old buck. That is the oldest buck in town. He's at the top of the pecking order. He's bigger than all the other deer in the woods. And he can have his say of where he wants to hang out, where he wants to bed. He can run off every other deer that's around. And he can have the safest, thickest, densest cover, most secure areas. He, If he's the oldest buck in town, he has seen lots of hunters in the last two and a half years. He's become wary. He's seen and, and probably in some sense understood that other deer around him that he used to run with have, have had their run in with hunters and now they're gone. And he's just more educated than all the other deer in the field. That's, that's probably the best way to put it. You know, we could um, you know, just talk conjecture and anecdotally, and, but there, he's going to be the most educated deer in the field because he's the oldest deer in the field. And he can have his pick of where to bed. There are other places in the country where a mature buck is a six and a half year old. And not until six and a half years is, has he reached the point where he's at the top of the pecking order. And, and he is in his, you know, the peak of his prime. And he can run off all the other deer. And he can have the best pick of where he wants to bed and where he wants to hang out and where he wants to eat. Because he's the biggest. He's the strongest. He's got the most experience. Now that six and a half year old is going to have more experience and be more wary than that two and a half year old. Even though they would both be considered mature bucks, but not by that much more. Because both of them are at the top of the pecking order. Both of them have choice of where they want to be, the most secure, the safest place. So it does get more difficult to hunt that six and a half year old. But it's not like it's, you know, two and a half times more difficult. 
it's all there there's some relative factors to it they they each have all of the advantages in some areas and then the other the older one has a few more advantages um, but it depends on the part of the country that you're in a mature buck is one of the most difficult animals to hunt in the woods to to be able to reliably and consistently take a mature buck in your area is very difficult it takes a lot of work dedication planning uh, woodsmanship skill it, it it does mean something it does mean something now that said you know the size of the antlers sure as a deer gets older its antlers get bigger you know, a, a three and a half year old buck is certainly going to have bigger antlers than a one and a half. A five and a half year old buck is going to have bigger antlers than a three and a half year old buck. But a lot of that depends on habitat, part of the country, genetics. Uh, where I hunt, I have never seen, not even a trail camera photo of a 10 point. Not one time ever. Not once have I ever seen or a trail camera photo or pic or anything of a 10 point. Just just not seen any deer that big in this area ever. Just not one time. The biggest deer in the woods where, where I'm at that I've ever seen or had a trail camera photo of, I think was a big eight point. Um, a nice size eight point is the biggest deer in the woods. And, you know, you can hunt that particular deer. But when you're in the woods, there's no sense holding out for a 10-point or a 12-point or a Boone and Crockett. Because there just ain't no deer of that caliber in the woods. And I'm not sure if that big 8-point is a 3.5-year-old buck or a 4.5. But he's certainly no older than that. And I'm thinking probably a 3.5, maybe a 4.5. You know, there's not a lot of ag around here. There's not a lot of, um, you know, food and, and crops and stuff for them to eat. They just tend to not be as big as they are in some other parts of the country. Indiana, Iowa, um, some of your, your so-called fantasy land states. It's just, it's just the way that it is. You just have to know and understand your area and have a realistic expectation of what are the deer like in your area. You know, if a, if a big eight point, and I don't mean like 150 inch eight point, I'm, that's nuts. I mean, big for this area. When I say big, I mean bigger than the other ones walking around, which wouldn't rate for anything in a lot of places. But here's the thing. If I take that big eight point, biggest one in the woods around here that I've ever seen, that's going to mean a lot more to me than if I went to another state where there's 10 points all over the place, pulled up, walked into the woods, saw a 10 point and shot it. Because where I'm at, you know, that's, that is hard hunting to get a deer like that. That takes a lot to get a deer like that. That's, it takes focus. It takes dedication. It takes, um, you know, a lot of work on the land, a lot of, a lot of work scouting, a lot of work understanding and looking at movement patterns and trying to set up in the right places and pick the right stands and and you know could be lots of days of field so to get that deer 
means more to me than, than to, you know, go to another state that's full of bigger deer and just shoot the first one I see, which would be bigger than any that have ever been here. Because it's, it's not just a measure of antler size, of, of inches of bone. There's more to it than that. But let me get to that in a minute. That's, a, that's another piece of this. So, you know, you have to understand what's around you, what's in your area, what's realistic, what, what you could even hold out for or, or hope to see walk by your stand at any point in time. So that's one thing. But, you know, there, there is a truth that bigger antlers require more skill and more work to hunt and obtain than smaller ones. Because the bigger deer, the older deer, the more mature deer are more difficult to hunt. You know, trying to get the king of the forest is more difficult than, you know, one of the one of the 30 youth deer that are around that, you know, that are legal antler size, but don't have the experience or the place in the pecking order to have the most secure spots. So there is a truth that bigger deer, more mature deer and in turn bigger antlers are or can be a reflection of skill. However, that's manipulatable. That is manipulatable. You can go to a, a ranch or whatever they call it, where it can just essentially be a deer farm where they've got deer fenced in like livestock. And they, they tell you, all right, we're gonna set you up here in this tree and and Usually the deer come out around dawn and, you know, look over here, look over there. And they go out and they take the deer out of the barn and, and walk them up to the edge of the hill and push them over the edge of the hill in the view of you. And you like, oh, there's the deer. You know, I'm such a good hunter and you shoot it. And in reality, it was livestock. It, you know, could have been a cow just as easily. And does that mean something that you're a good hunter because you got this Boone and Crockett level deer uh, on this farm? Well, no, it means nothing. It means absolutely nothing. But then people will mount that deer head and they'll use that and and show off and tell people about you know how big of a deer they got and how great of a hunter they are and post it all over Facebook. But it really doesn't mean anything because it didn't require anything to get that deer except a check. And you can go to, I mean, places range from, literally there's a fence around the deer and you can walk up to the fence and shoot one to, you know, maybe it's a 5,000 acre ranch. And no, there's no fence around it. And they advertise how there is no fence, but you pay based on how big of a deer you wanna shoot. And they've got food plots year round. And they keep everyone else out of the woods and they manage predators way down and they just have a, it's a farm of wild deer and they know where they go and they're not afraid of humans and there's no hunting pressure there and you can pay to come in and pick the size of the deer you want to shoot and you pay for the antler size and then you go home. Well, and, and, you know, there's all different levels of that, you know, but at the end of the day, it's it's about what you put into it. It's about what that antlers means to you, what that deer means to you. It's not just about inches of bone. However, there is truth 
to if in the woods, in the wild, taking a mature deer, a mature whitetail, a mature buck, even a mature doe actually is harder to hunt. Believe it or not, a mature doe can be real hard to hunt. So here's how this thing kind of boils down. Do antlers matter? Does the size of antlers matter? It does, but it matters to you. It matters to you. It doesn't matter to anybody else. And if you start thinking it does and should, then you put yourself in a position that one, your happiness and your fun and your satisfaction as a hunter now rests with other people's opinions which is never a place that, that is not a, is not a sustainable place for you to enjoy the sport. You're eventually going to find yourself out of it. Or number two, you start doing things that are either unethical, illegal, or just uh, trying to trade money for antlers so that you can, you can show other people, the, you know, the, to try to make yourself appear more impressive in their eyes. And both of those are, it's not real sportsmanship. Now, I am not opposed to guided hunts. I'm not opposed to, to outfitters. I'm not opposed to any of that stuff. You know, if you want to do that, if you've got the budget to do that, you know, I'm all for it. Go for it. Have fun. Enjoy it. But if you pay a bunch of money to shoot a deer on a farm and then bring back the antlers and go around and show them to everybody you know about how big of a deer you got and how good of a hunter you are, you're deceiving yourself. You're deceiving yourself. But here's the thing, the biggest thing, here's the acid test. It should matter to you, not to other people. It should matter to you. You know, my first buck that I got was not a big buck. It was legal. I had hunted for four or five years and never even seen a buck during hunting season, deer season that is. And it was the first opportunity I had in four or five years of hunting to take a buck. And I've got that, I've got those antlers mounted on my wall. And they would not mean anything to anybody else, but they mean something to me. Because it was a lot of work, a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of investment, a lot of learning, a lot of learning, a lot of learning, sweat, putting up stands, scouting in the summertime, doing things to, to put myself in a position where I had fair odds of success. It was a lot. And to get that deer, small as it was, means something to me. Which is why those antlers are up on the wall. It means something to me. I don't bring other people in my house and say, Look at those antlers. You should think I'm a great hunter. That's ridiculous. It's asinine. It, it, it's completely irrelevant and even inappropriate. Now, it, it matters to you. You know, a deer that matters to you doesn't matter how big it is. If it means something to you, that's what matters. So, you know, this year, uh, I, have a, I have a goal. It's not to take the biggest buck in the forest. It's to take the biggest buck I've taken so far, which is a low bar. In fact, actually, 
this podcast is going to air probably after the archery season's over, so I might already had it by then. So I'll do a special. I will have done a special episode probably on it if that's if that's the case. But regardless, you know that's my goal. It's to have it. I just to be a little bigger, to have one step up from last year. Not because antler size makes something means you're something. It's just for me where I'm at. That's my goal. That's what was, is going to be something that's meaningful for me to show that for me to feel like the last year of work in the woods and planning and everything else and hunting and you know to to try to get one that's just a little bigger. Not a Boone and Crockett, not on anything, just a little bigger than the biggest one. That's my goal. That's what I'm looking for. Now, it's not though a matter of, you know, this thing is in my, it's in my office, which is a spare bedroom. It, you know, I don't put any of these antlers or anything around the house and the living room for other people to see, because that's not what it's about. That's not why I do this. It's about what it means to me. And if you're a hunter and you want to take a buck and that buck means something to you, that is the highest level you can attain. It doesn't matter if it's a spike. It doesn't matter what it is. If it means something to you, then it might as well be a Boone and Crockett 12 point. It's, it's, it, it, it's all on the inside. It's, it's about, you know... The, the payoff for the work and the time and the labor. It's, it's not about showing it off to other people. Because again, we're measuring ourselves by things that don't make sense. right? A deer in southwestern Pennsylvania should never be measured against a deer in southwestern Iowa. It, I, I, it, it, just, it would be ridiculous to even try such a thing because the average size of a buck, the average... Uh, inches of bone for a deer in those two places is very different. Very different. I could hunt my whole life and never see a deer as big as what a lot of people go out and, and pass on the average hunt from their tree stand. They're just like, ah, that one's not big enough. Well, the one they passed on may be bigger than any deer I ever see in my life where I'm hunting here. And for me to say and try to hold out and measure myself by, you know, dear somebody else took somewhere else, um, that's not, it's not rational. It's not reasonable. And you'll find yourself just, you know, down and out. You just be miserable, just trying to hunt to, to hit somebody else's expectations. And that is not the point at all. The people I know that enjoy hunting the most. They are not measuring themselves against or by anybody else or anyone else's standards. It's all about what means something to them. What's fun for them? What do they enjoy? What are their personal goals based on something that's realistic? So that's, that's what this whole thing comes down to. Antlers are more than bone. If they mean something to you, they're more than just bones. That's really what it comes down to. So, so till next time, happy hunting. And I hope and I pray and I wish that you would go out to the woods and you would pursue game and you would love it and enjoy the sport 
and that it would matter to you and you wouldn't let what anybody else thinks ever enter into your equation. That never would you feel happy or sad or discontent by what anybody else thinks. Whether it's what they really think or what you imagine they think. Neither matters. Neither matters. You know, every deer, every antler, every trophy. I know people that mount uh, tails. Deer tail. They mount the white tails off does. They take a doe every year. They, they you know, they mount the tail. Because to them, it's a trophy. Because where they hunt, it's hard to take and find any deer. Any deer. To get a doe, could, you could fight all season and, and be out day after day after day and to get one doe. And to them, that one doe is a trophy. And they mount that tail. And they are proud of that tail. And that's maybe not the, the best term for it and the best way to think about it. But, you know, where they're at, that's a trophy for them. That means something for them. And they've got plaques of doe tails up in their room or their office or their man cave or their shed or wherever they've got them. And they mean something to them. And they've got little note on them or date or whatever it is. And that matters to them. And they, 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 they are not at all, you know, they don't feel inadequate because they haven't taken, you know, big antlered buck. It's, it's where they're at. It's what's, what they're able to hunt. It's what they're able to take. It's, it's just something that means something to them. So I would encourage you. Get out there, get into the woods, do some hunting, and take a trophy this year, whatever that deer is, and that it would mean something to you. So till next time, make sure you head to the website, newhuntersguide.com. Lots of episodes on deer hunting, related deer hunting. A lot of things that I've talked about today, I've, I've covered in more depth on previous episodes and all different kinds of hunting beyond deer hunting as well. So please leave me some feedback. I would love to have some more reviews on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Please leave me a review. Send me an email on the website with questions, thoughts, suggestions, ideas for new episodes. Would love to hear from you guys. Till next time, go get them and God bless you.